0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: Now hiring. Wisconsin Senate has approved a bill allowing 14-year-olds to work as late as 11 o'clock p.m. in an effort to help plug the labor shortage. Wrong. That's wrong. The federal child labor law says that under 16s must stop working at 9 p.m. on non-school nights and 7 p.m. on school nights. Mm -hmm. But the state of Wisconsin says, fuck you, motherfucker, we need somebody in here to flip these burgers. Get them goddamn pre-puberty motherfuckers in here and give them an apron.
0: Instead of staying at home playing Fortnite all night? Hey, I should make some money. I'm not upset with it.
2: (sighs) It's wrong.
0: Okay. Wait a minute. What's the age? One more time, homie.
1: How old they got to be? 14. Here's the bigger question. Who the fuck going to pick up a 14-year-old at 11 o'clock at night from a damn McDonald's? That's a valid question. I had to quit basking robbins because my mama wouldn't come scoop me at 830.
0: Neither one of you have 14-year-olds who get on your nerves and would be willing to let them go out the house for eight extra hours and pick them up with just enough energy left so all they do is go to sleep. Yeah, sign me up. I'm right here. I am the father who will pick up my 14 year old from McDonald's, Starbucks, or anywhere else that want to hire her and work her into a tired mess. I'm all for it. Hit me offline. Follow me on Twitter if you're trying to hire my daughter. Word up.
2: No.
1: You wait till y'all have 14 year olds. If you're listening, thank
2: you. (laughs) The
1: views of Ralph the Third are not those of other parents. We're moving to Wisconsin. We're moving to
0: Wisconsin. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm My name is Roy. This is my job there.
2: What are you doing?
1: This is, I'm moving my hands like a celestial system oh. of the stars and the moon. I'm the, I'm, my hands represent planets orbiting and they're coming into alignment, like an eclipse, mm-hmm. like a solar or lunar eclipse. The same thing
0: you do when you're on models, you know what I'm saying, And the music
1: playing. Oh <laughs> If you put a glow stick in my hand right now, it would look like I'm on drugs, just for the people listening.
2: Please.
1: Here's what I'll say, though, in regards to that law in Wisconsin. I feel like there are a lot of scenarios where some families would welcome that extra cash. Mm. And, you know, we talk about kids not working and not needing to work. You know, I was a child that at 14, like the first time I really was like the idea of needing to make money. Came from supporting my Nintendo tape habit. I okay. didn't really fuck with sneakers. I didn't fuck with comic books. But when the new Nintendo tapes came out, I had to have $50. And the simplest way to do that was to go and rake leaves. $10 for the front, yeah. $15 front and back. Mm-hmm. And so I would walk around the neighborhood with a with a box of trash bags and a rake. And I would do you straight. And if you said no, then I would take the bag of leaves from another house that I would dumped and them on until, your yard. I'd wait until nighttime and I'd come and dump those leaves. <laughs> spread them evenly it's and you know sure. yeah, come is, back a week later this is
0: honestly this is one of those moments where i wish my wife angry. was listening because she'd be like you and roy are the same effing person because when i met her i used to tell her that's how i ended up getting a job at the mall because my parents was like yo why did our neighbors keep come back telling us that you dumping leaves on their lawn and i didn't want to tell my parents that they denied me so i ended up getting a job
1: at the mall why like i was angry so
2: angry I was, was angry, young, uh, I was. <laughs> I was bright
1: and bad. smart. What the fuck are you talking about? Did I say mean. I was angry? I, I raked two yards. I just made $30. One more yard and I got a Nintendo tape.
2: No, we mm-hmm. all worked those jobs where they got us out of there before nine o'clock, juggling that job and school and trying to have a social life. It, it's not healthy to be in there until 11 o'clock at night. And then you're at that age of 14, of uh, I don't know what I can say yes or no to. I mean, I knew what I could say yes and no to, but 14-year-olds these days, it's too much.
1: And then there was also, you know, if I'm going to be like just slightly serious for a second. Mm-hmm. So my father died when I was 16, but that last mm-hmm. year of his life, he wasn't working as much. And then on the other side of his death, it was me and my mom trying to cover a lot of different <laughs> shit that mm-hmm. my daddy's that my daddy's side of the you know, money was covering. Mm-hmm. Was covering. My senior year of high school, I was working 30 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Now, wow. I was it was bulk on the weekends, but there was two nights a week, dog, that I was literally working till 10 o'clock on the school night. If it wasn't baseball season, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. out. I was working. Mm-hmm. And then I would get up in the mornings on Saturday mornings and work at that rehab hospital, 630 to 2. I would come home and sleep for two hours, and I'd be back out the door for a 5 to 11 somewhere.
2: Yes. That's and true. still
1: raking the leaves. So. Mm-hmm in the scenarios where a family needs that,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what the, I know we're trying to protect the kids from themselves, but if you're 14 and you gotta get it, you are gonna figure out a way. But you know, man, you know what? May um, so as kids, well be above the books.
0: My kids just recently realized that there were child labor laws, actually. Um, and I had to explain to them why, because they didn't understand. They were like, what do you mean? Like, I, there was a time in this country where, if it was between making you work on the farm and help harvest everything on the farm and sending you to school, since you made money working on the farm, they didn't send you to school. You just worked on the farm. And if you ended up, like I was telling my daughter, like girls used to get married off at 12 and 13 and start having babies at 14 because there was money and all that kind of stuff. So, You know, now now I kind of look at it like most of the kids and and Mike, I have good kids for the record. Don't cut that out, Lawrence. They need to hear that. I have wonderful (laughs) children. I I love both of my children, I do. But they but they also don't necessarily understand, like you like Roy, you had a reason at 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 15, 14 to work. My reason was always because which sounds way bad when I think about it now. But my reason for wanting to work when I was a kid was because my mom would not buy me designer clothes, point blank. My mom was like if you're gonna get if, you're, if I'm gonna buy it, we go into Montgomery Wards and you're gonna wear these reversible shorts and and be happy with it. And I was like, you can't keep doing this to me. So eventually I got a job basically so I could clothe myself and not go to school wearing a bunch of bobo shit. And um that's where it started because that's what it was back in the day. Mm.
1: I get it, JG, I get what you're saying, but it's like, we, they go, oh, well, kids shouldn't work. And the thing that my mom asked me, my, the first job I had with a tax return was Baskin Robbins mm-hmm. Western Hills Mall when I was 15. And before I went in the store, my mom looked me dead in the eyes and she said, are you sure you want to do this? Because you will never stop doing this again until you're 70. Mm-hmm. You have yes. the option to not work. And I just wanted to work. And when I look back on that time and reflection, I don't know what I would have done other than just sit around and dream about money. Like, I don't know, like, like I think number one, I think kids should work because I think it establishes some level of decency and responsibility and sense of that. duty. Mm-hmm. So you need that structure, but you also shouldn't be forced to work 40 hours because right. like, that part of it isn't necessary. You know, there's a lot of fast food spots that are going to take advantage of Absolutely. this also. If you got a bunch of 14-year-olds working at fast food spots, they're going to be fucking up everybody's order. Yes. All the McRibs going to be done wrong. They're dumb. You're at 14. You're dumb. You don't know how to put the burger together the right way.
0: Respectfully. The 14-year-olds cannot mess with the middle-aged Latino folks who be holding down McDonald's and shit. They cannot fold the burgers at the same speed. Them cats is hardcore, bro. And That's because they, they know what English.
1: they're doing, and they take pride. The teenager, I did not that. take, I did not take pride. Bro, I would rake somebody's yard, take them leaves and sprinkle them in another person's yard so that person would hire me the next day. I
2: did not care. So wrong.
1: That's marketing. That is not who you want making your hamburgers. That's,
0: I agree with that part, though. I, I do agree with that part. That's that, the bigger that's
1: issue, market. is that you're employing 14-year-olds in jobs that they don't care about. Give them something simple. Put them out in that heat in the construction zone with that stop slow stick that you flip. That's
2: even worse. Put them on the freeway. That's good work. That pavement
1: machine with that heat sizzling up on. That's what I want. Let that 14-year-old drive the pavement machine. See,
0: again, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, you keep saying no, but I'm going to solve your problem. Because next summer, you're about to have your very own 15-year-old for three months. And then after you had that 15-year-old mine for three months, you're going to be like, you know what? We need to make all these children work. (laughs) The hardest thing we could possibly do. She ain't even put her phone down while she swept your flow. Like, yeah. I'm trying to tell you.
2: Your daughter will call you in know. 48 hours to come home. Trust me. <laughs> yeah,
1: because oh, you're going to call
0: first. Gracious. You don't know my daughter. She She's going to work you. I can't but wait we, for
1: we, to get we you We got guests on the line, so we're going to do this one real fast. Let's get real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay. A really quick Cody's Most Outstanding Employee of the Week. So, JG, uh-huh. did you know that, I, I don't like saying his name, 045
2: as we like mm. to call them. Mm-hmm.
1: And we mm-hmm. don't, we don't, we don't do politics on this show.
4: Nope. That has out.
1: always been the mandate. It ain't changing. Everything we discuss on this show is through the prism of employment. Yes. Period. Full stop. That was from day one. Mm-hmm. So the only reason I'm bringing up 45, is the only reason and we, what is this episode 34, 35, 36, first 35. time we've ever mentioned he launched his own social media site called Truth Social, which was immediately shut down by hackers and motherfucking trolls <laughs> after two hours and the site has not been up since. Someone took President Donald Trump's social media account and posted a picture. Close your ears, Jacqueline. Uh-oh. Posted a picture of a pig taking a shit on oh. its own scrotum. No. That is specific
0: that is so specific that is there could have been so many other that hey, is so specific
1: hey <laughs> I just I, I i we don't have time to really and I, I don't think we want to take the time no. to dig deep into this. I just want to say to the hackers out there, to the trolls out there let them know shutting down, shutting it down real fast. Let them know. Let them know. all of y'all are Cody's most outstanding employee of the week agree nicely done Worse than first time. But well, we invite you, the listeners of the Job Fair, to come on this show and share with us either your worst job or your first job or something terrible that may have happened to you. Uh we have we have some very good friends, you know, and, and it's rare that I get friends on this show, because we've talked about this in the past, JG. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't want to ask.
2: Yes. <laughs> I just don't I just don't
1: want to bother people. I just just let me talk to strangers. i just <laughs> rather talk to strangers because I know they wanna talk. But Every now and then you get a friend and you just go, you know what, damn it, they are so radiant. Mm-hmm. Hey, damn it, I gotta tell I gotta ask him. I don't wanna ask him, but... <sighs> let me go on and send a DM real quick on Instagram. So, see you so my sweet. man, come on the show and bring their radiance on the show. JG, who's on the line?
2: We have Andrew and RJ Gilliam.
1: What's up? Uh, hold on, hold on, Andrew. His brother Gilliam, <laughs> hand on. Now see. Jacqueline and kind of, she didn't. She didn't kind of like. She gave y'all the, the, the. That's what she normally does. That's the normal introduction. The uh, treatment. I, I love JG's oh, voice. Wait, don't
4: uh, leave her alone. What you about? To do? No,
1: no. R.J. It's black no. It's
0: black royalty. You gotta do this oh, right, bro. Man. You gotta do a this a right.
1: Fellow Florida Ann and rattlers, mm. they are Go the rattlers. host. Uh, they are the host and co co host together. Host together. I don't want to break up your marriage. They are hosts plural. Yes. It's resilient. It's resilient. <laughs> right now <laughs> of the real talk podcast <laughs> he is former mayor of Tallahassee and this brother is a solid ass dude his oh, wife Lord. from Alabama Jacqueline oh, right. Right. ask her right now. ask her what city she's from JG uh-oh
4: what city are you from i'm from Montgomery Alabama stop it
1: well, yeah, yeah. And, Jacqueline, and Jacqueline's from Montgomery, yeah. Why did I didn't know that.
4: I thought you were from Birmingham. Yeah. How did I miss that?
1: Uh-oh. Film? Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, Yeah, yeah. She is the director of foundation affairs at the Florida Dental Association, fellow Florida A&M graduates, Andrew and R.J. Gillum. Is. Welcome to the job.
4: Welcome. Club. Thank well, you. Thank
1: you. Thank now, you for
4: g- having us. Go
1: and do y'all Montgomery bonding and shit, okay, Jacqueline. Really quickly,
4: what high school did you attend? I went to Lanier, but I was zoned for JD. So I went to Lanier. I was in Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um
2: I was Sydney a- Lanier. Yeah, I was Go accepted Poet. at LAMP and CPAC. That's what, look, it. both
4: of us. We, we went through the trenches. I'm trying to tell you. It was, it was, I don't know how it is now, but it was a little rough <laughs> back in the day. A little. Like we had a couple of, we would be in the middle of practicing. I was a cheerleader. We'd be in the middle of practicing out in that big mm-hmm. front. We had a big U in front of our school. And, you know, people would drive by in the cars because the band would be practicing yes. and we cheerlead. We practicing, and they just start shooting. Mm-hmm. So we'd all have to like either run or lay down on the grass. Seriously,
1: shooting at who? Who in the band is in the in the game? I don't,
4: I don't know. I don't know. We had a you phenomenal, know the band is a game phenomenal band, by the way, the Marching Poets from Sydney Lanier.
1: Your high school mascot was a poet. The Marching Poets. <laughs> is that what Respectful. you just said?
0: Respectful. Hang
1: on, <laughs> let me clean it up.
0: What kind of gangster ass <laughs> place were y'all living in? Where they shot at the damn band? Like I need to know that. Like
4: right. <laughs> hey.
1: The Listen. poets
2: was shooting. It, the poets. It, it, shooting at builds, the poets?
4: It builds character. It builds it character. We've, but that's not what we're here to but talk about. So wait, about. one more thing, though. Did you go to Baldwin? I went to Baldwin. I did. Oh. Look at this. It, what
5: uh, is Baldwin?
4: It was our junior high. We went oh. To, oh. to Arts and
2: Magnet Junior High.
4: Yeah,
5: yeah
4: Arts and Magnet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I danced at Baldwin. You know what? I got to go look my yearbook out.
0: Hey, Andrew. This is what it's like being a husband when this kind of shit happens. I you know? like this, right? <laughs>
1: look, all
5: right, Tina, we call it. Oh, hey, the world is so look,
4: small.
1: I'm, so I'm not man. even interrupting. I'm Roy, just letting Jack together, man. I'm <laughs> just letting <laughs> them get their bond on. Together, right? I'm just letting them bond. And we're know? so proud, we're proud right of you, right? Roy. We'll, we right we got here. way period. back. Me and we're Roy, back Roy were here. in
4: the Alabama Club in 1996. All
1: six of us. Yeah,
4: it was not a very big club, but we were at the Alabama
1: Club. The story that I tell about. Andrew just on campus is just that you know people. It's when you see people like okay, so like when you look at like your podcast, Real Talk with Andrew Gillum, right? And you get on there and you talk a little bit about what's going on. You add perspective to the story. You give a little bit of your opinion, but it's not just an opinion. But here's what I think here. It's here's other things you may not have considered. And let's unpack that as well, right? You were that dude in college, like so, Jacqueline. I was at Florida A M during the time when. The Al Gore, the stolen election of oops, 2000. Oops, oh, 2000. yeah. The dangling Chad, mm-hmm. Jeb Bush was governor, and we were marching on the Capitol or whatever. And so Andrew at the time was in student government. And, you know, on the day of the march at the Capitol, FAMU's SGA was walking around campus and like just <laughs> grabbing motherfucker. Come on, we're marching. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I don't want to march. <laughs> But you're not know like you Ralph, you know how you don't be marching and then you see a wave of black people marching. You don't want to not be marching. You go with them. <laughs> nah, no, I know. You
0: can't. Now, it's it, just like when we, we run. Was... Right. No, nah, right.
2: know
0: i am <laughs> run but we moving out. all in the same direction. It looks right. <laughs> right. It let's looks right. Mm-mm.
4: I don't know where we going, but let's go.
1: Man, Sorry. we we I can already tell off the top cuz we didn't waste so much time up front. We going to have to keep y'all around for scam of the week yes. too, but let's let's get into worship oh, first. Right. RJ, we will just talk to you first for okay. for right now. But before you were this wonderful woman who cared about the people and the community and the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> take me back to that first apron or the smock or whatever you had to wear back yeah. in the day. And mm. give us that job that just when you pass by the building, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you go never again.
4: Well, I tell you, I don't know if this is a worst or a first or both, but this was as uh, soon as I graduated from FAM, I was a biology major. And the intent was to go to dental school, but I did a little too much focused on Delta and SGA, and I wasn't quite as focused okay. as I needed Sorority to be. Sorority lifestyle. I needed,
1: lifestyle and I needed okay. a little more time,
4: yeah. and I had no idea what I was going to do after graduation. So... Um, there was a gentleman who had come to campus to help us with an SJ event where we had a speaker series. And I was in charge of like escorting him around. And he was like, you are so impressive. What are you doing after graduation? And mind you, this is like March or February. And we graduated in Mm -hmm. April. And I was like, I have no idea. So he hired me, right? He was a financial advisor in Dallas, Texas, but he also had an office in Detroit. Mm -hmm. So he hired me. Um, This is not one of those. And you'll know what I'm talking about, Roy. It's not one of those SBI jobs where they were giving people signing bonuses and relocation and all of that. No, yeah. this was a you show up in Dallas on this day. However you get here. Good luck. Oh. Swing by. So, you know, my daddy helped me hook haul to the back of my Saturn and we drove from Florida to Texas, got me set up with an apartment. And I have this job, and it wasn't quite what I thought it was gonna be. He had me in charge of like client services. I was supposed to just come up with ways to wow the clients, right? Uh-huh. So it was easy at first. Hey, we don't recognize birthdays, we don't recognize anniversaries. Let's just do some touch points. But quickly, I got bored because it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. He also was not physically in that office. He had said he spent two weeks in Dallas and two weeks in Detroit. He was only in Dallas a couple of days. It's the Detroit out of the month.
1: <laughs> That
5: tells you everything you need to know. In the office, there were a
4: lot of other remote employees, but in the office was me and another young lady who was about my age, but she was still in college. Very responsible. But the two of us left our own devices. We would sometimes get off track. So eight months in, he flies in town to meet with us. I probably have maybe worked in the office with him maybe 10 times total after these eight months. And he, you know, sits me down. He's like, this is not really working out. And I was kind of surprised, but I wasn't. I'd never been fired before. i would never heard. Of oh, this. I know you never heard oh. it. Just, just go with it. So he slides these papers to me and was like, "I'm gonna have to let you go. You need to sign this." And I was like, "I'm not signing anything." My mama taught me, "Don't you mm-hmm, sign nothing, mm-hmm. right?" But essentially, I was being let go because mm. it wasn't working out. So he did. I mean, it was a good package. He gave me severance, whatever. But I was months? in Texas eight months. Severance? I don't even working there. No, no, no. Severance was like a couple of weeks. It was nice. paltry.
0: Okay. I was about to say, damn, he gave you eight months severance?
4: Listen, this job, this job, this job. Oof, I don't have enough time to tell you about this job. So one of the reasons I was being let go is because we had a toll-free phone number, right, for clients. I... <laughs> Fancy myself a bright young lady, but what I didn't realize is that by giving my friends and family members this toll free phone number and tell them they can call me anytime yes. they want to, because <laughs> yes. at this time
5: there were no anytime, it yes. wasn't everywhere, anytime minutes, you know? right?
4: So you had oh, to pay minutes. long distance. Mm-hmm. So my cell phone was like a eight five zero, and it was long distance if I was calling it down. Mm. So he shows me all these phone bills for oh. all these months oh. by the minute. Mm. of all these calls and the young man that I was dating at the time which isn't the young man I'm sitting next to right now he mm. and I used to talk on the phone like every day for a very oh. long time so yes. so the problem wasn't
5: the boss
0: he
4: t- no which is it the just point of this show right? I was young and didn't have any guidance or leadership in hey, the job you better watch it boy he basically was like I'm gonna give you this little bit of severance and you need to be glad I'm not charging you mm-hmm. to pay me back for all this money you spent and cost mm-hmm. me on this toll free line so I left And I couldn't quite move back home yet because I didn't have any money and I had to finish paying my lease. So I started working temp jobs. The first temp job I had was at a hospital, something Presbyterian in Dallas. And I was the one that came around to the room with the cart and the computer to do the birth certificate when somebody had a baby. And we are under very strict instructions not to respond, not to give suggestions, not to make faces. So if somebody is like, I'm going to name my baby Anthony, and they start spelling it, you do not not correct them. No, I'm just using that Mm -hmm. as an example. You cannot correct them. You cannot say, oh, did you mean to say Anthony instead? You can't do any of that. And even if they ask your opinion. So I'm going to name my baby
1: Boom Shakalaka. And you just got to just go B-O-O-M.
4: not in good conscience look at those sweet little baby faces and let them be named. Terrible things. Oh, my gosh. So I was not asked back after a week.
1: (laughs) A week? You couldn't fake it for a week?
4: No. But it was through a temp agency. So I got reassigned. Got a great gig for a couple of months until I got a, a better job. And I moved to Atlanta. I stayed there for a year. Then I came back to Tallahassee for grad school. And the rest is history. I got my act together. So that was my worst slash (laughs) first.
5: Well, (laughs) wasn't the worst employer, it appears. Well,
1: (laughs) sounds like y'all got some shit to discuss at the end of this podcast. (laughs) As a couple, yeah, I was about to say, we can come. Back. Oh, my goodness, gracious. Was, I mean, I
5: had versions of this. I've never, I didn't know you used candy stri- stripes or a, birth I wasn't stri- a
4: Candy striper, I- see, this is the other thing that happens when you marry you talk, and the spouse do not hear what you say, saying, mm. they hear what they want to hear. Mm.
1: Okay, the podcast is Real Talk with Andrew Gillum. It's every Monday, Wednesday, <sighs> and Friday. They talk about everything happening around the world of cable news and politics, it's his unfiltered opinions, and once a week. What you've just heard between these two? Yeah. It's what you get. It's what you get when you listen to Real Talk with Andrew Gillum. RJ comes on the show once a week and I assume that y'all are just, from what I can tell, working through a lot of stuff that, I don't know,
5: <laughs>
0: I, like,
1: I don't, like, JG, I feel like I shouldn't be listening to them talking hey, to each other right now because it sounds like they're working that through
5: was the, You know what, that was the idea. In fact, I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> My producer doesn't share. Mm. They keep it between them. And then we come on. I'm like, okay, so what's up? What are we doing today? We're talking about what you did last week. Oh, shit. You know. We just, it's just
4: keep it real on real yeah. time.
0: Hey, you know what, Andrew? You get props for me, <laughs> man. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm married to a very strong woman as well. And there's no way in hell <laughs> <laughs> that I would do a podcast with my wife on a weekly basis. <laughs> no way in hell. I'm, I'm I'm That's watching like, yeah. you do stuff, and I know that husband cringe. I know it when I see it, <laughs> and you are totally. Into- yeah, this is hard. Mm. Andrew, how tall are you, bro? Six one. You about six one? RJ, how tall are you?
4: Five
0: two. See, we on the she, same. She's six one. Bruh, Brett, bruh. I be telling all the time it's the short ones and the quiet ones. You always <laughs> got to watch <them>. us. <laughs> you
4: know what, Ralph? <laughs>
0: killer poets, bruh. Killer hey, poets. Listen, killer this, poets.
4: Don't let this sweet face fool you. I know, JG. Just like, see, tell I it. could tell. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline, and the sweet face and the sweet voice.
1: Jacqueline <laughs> don't do nothing on this show but talk about guns. <laughs>
5: I that light, right? is that light? She keep oh. that thing. I gotta.
4: I need to catch up. Did we ever figure out who sent the flowers? Oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait. I'm a little behind because I was out of town. Oh, did I? I wasn't supposed. No, to No, bring no, no. You're up?
2: fine. We did not figure <laughs> it out.
4: I didn't. He ask. never.
1: He never came forward. No. The dude never oh, came okay. forward. Okay.
4: I was, I was caught up in that storyline. It was like mm. a telenovela oh, through yeah, the podcast. But that's a
1: beautiful
4: uh, My homeboy
0: said there's got to be a thread between her selling, to dude trying to buy the panties from her mm-hmm. and somebody <laughs> sent her the flowers. That's what the homie said. it has got to be a thread. Y'all just ain't connecting it yet. Okay, but I'm okay. like, we
3: got to go to a break. We got go <laughs> to go to a break.
1: Y'all just might have to say kick at the whole show. I'm sorry. lot <laughs> of mercy. You know what? You know what? We Because we, we still got to do scam of the week with you, Andrew. But oh, just give, if you have a second after the break, just give advice to anybody out there, especially the youths. The youths of the world. The youths on careers in politics mm. and oh. what is the best path in for that, because I know there, there's a lot, because we'll, we'll talk about the pivot. I'll, I'll explain that after the break. John Fair, we'll okay. be right back.
5: Was sleeves, I thought, but, like, you know. He is still asleep. <clears throat> really? He up, John Fair, he paid for <clears throat> what you
1: hear right now are the voices of our two guests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we there. Uh, Yeah, we back. Yeah, y'all still going. The commercials has been done playing. Y'all still going. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Andrew, husband and wife, Andrew and RJ Gillum. The podcast is Real Talk with Andrew Gillum. RJ pops in on one of the three episodes that they air every week. Now, we talk about career pivots and how Mm. people, you know, you can do one thing that you think you're supposed to be doing. And then one day God talks to you, you do some shroom, Mm -hmm. whatever, something get in your head and you do a 180. And there have been droves of people on both sides of the aisle. And this isn't even talking about the random spinoffs of Trump that have been out there. But there are a lot of Mm. people who now want to make a difference. They are being active in their communities. It's a lot of first-timers, young and over 40, running for office. I just met a young woman. I was back home in Birmingham for the Magic City Classic. And Mm. this is a woman who used to be kind of a party promoter and do kind of some smaller stuff. And she told me to my face, she said, Roy, in, um, in 2024, I'm running for judge. Like she's coming for like, and so it's so dope wow. to see these people wow. being active and going out there and trying mm-hmm. to be the change in their communities. Yeah. Just as quick as but... you can, or as long as you want to, man, what are the best practices for someone that hasn't been in politics who's trying to tiptoe into that even if like like Corey Bush yeah. is a great example yeah. over in uh, yeah. Missouri or yeah. you look at um as, Ayanna I don't know if the,
5: Presley AOC uh, at the Randall local Woodfin. level you got Randall, Randall, Randall yes. Woodfin Randall. yeah mm-hmm. you also have um, Steven your boy Stephen Reed Stephen Reed and, uh, and, uh, and in Montgomery, Montgomery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. so yeah. any chance to shout out Morehouse niggas y'all go ahead continue that <laughs>
1: uh, but <clears> no in that world of politics, because this yeah. is the part of the show where we really get into employment and mm-hmm. things that you can do to better yourself and seek out that stuff. And I know that for the people who are civic minded, yeah. what are some of the best practices? Like, should you spend a year or two building your connections and learning mm-hmm. the community and the people? Yeah. <laughs> the advice I would give as it relates to trying to
5: enter into public service, one, do it authentically. You know, there are there, people like to make politics so much more complicated than what it really mm. is. Politics translated is simply the study of people. You're a person. You interact with people every single day. You either have a care for them or you don't. Mm. You either have, you know, um, a love of where you live and think that everything is perfect and you want to preserve its perfection or you see where the fault lines are and where the change can be made. And then you step in and you want to make that difference. So. My first piece of advice is do it authentically.
1: Mm
5: -hmm. I used to run a candidate training program. I founded one Mm -hmm. and helped a national program. And we would have these candidates come through, you know, people who thought they wanted to one day be candidates. And after experiencing them for one week of an uh, initial training, I'd say, I would definitely not like to see you Mm -hmm. in public service from that Mm -hmm. standpoint. I understand you like the transaction, but there are a lot of ways to be part of a transaction. Mm -hmm. Lobbying is a way to be part of a transaction. Public service from the standpoint of an elected official should be just that. It should be a service to the public and you ought to come by it, in my opinion, honestly. And I know politicians get a bad rap because we only hear about the bad stuff, but there are a lot of people, far more people who get into that line of work with sincere and honest Mm -hmm. commitment to make where they live and what they love better And then there are people who get into it for alternative reasons, and there are also people who get into it for good reasons, who over their time and service get exposed to so much bad that the lines start to be blurred between what is right and wrong. It isn't so black and white for people anymore. So your moral compass is very important. Ways to get involved is volunteer. That thing you want to change before you ever run for elected office to change it, maybe you ought to try changing as as an individual with a community and other people who are concerned um, and then determining whether or not that's your calling or not. And then I think I would say lastly, um, Roy and Fam, is that you don't necessarily have to be in public service from the standpoint of an elected official mm-hmm. only. There are a mm-hmm. lot of ways to be in the system, a public civil servant. Going and working for the local government, applying for a job at Parks and Rec, and Mm. one day working your way up to become the director of Parks and Recreation, you know, if if that's what you choose. So there are, you know, there are a lot of avenues in. It isn't as complicated as people like to make it. The reason we often say it's complicated is to either excuse ourselves out of having to do the hard work Mm. or to make sure that you come to believe that the barriers are so high for entry that you never, ever, ever step up to challenge me one day for the office (laughs) that I desire. Mm -hmm. Uh, You Mm. understand the first rule of politics is self-preservation. And so most people, despite of how good they may be, they don't want competition. Uh, So they figure out ways to keep you from being able to compete. Mm. But cream always rises. Uh, And I think people who are made of good stuff and good stock um, find their way into the process and they, and they last. Mm-hmm. And those that aren't, you know, you see fall by the wayside.
0: You know, man, I was a big fan of you before I've ever had the chance to sit down and meet you tonight. I grew up in a DC area where government shit is all I know. Um, but listening to you speak, man, I think I've become a bigger fan of you, um, you. and what you and what you're doing. Cause it's it's clearly a sincerity there. And I grew up in an area where people ain't that damn sincere. They are telling you they're running for office cause they know it's money involved. Um, That's real. but, but That's to see true. somebody who still has that, 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 that moral base, man, I, you I respect that way more, Um way man, more, I, I got to yeah. tell you, our
5: kids are crying up top <laughs> and I keep thinking like, Oh my God, this podcast, is going to pick up all of
4: the, uh, screaming their voices. They there. are screaming no. up
5: top. Oh, um, no, nah, man.
0: No, nah, you got to do what I do. Just put them off in one room and close the door. <laughs> Nobody can hear that shit. The mics are awesome. You know, now you know what we did,
5: bro? Right? We put them in one room. Unfortunately, <clears> they <throat> is right above I know, us. And
0: it yeah, so the awesome so parents you can here.
4: The parents here. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand.
2: So, uh, well, I was just going to say, there's a flip side to that coin. And I want to present this point to RJ. We all know in politics, there are no permanent friends. There are no permanent enemies. There's only permanent self-interest. But at, That's right. yeah. but at your house, you keep it real and you keep it on straight and narrow. How do you do that support knowing that it's so venomous out there?
4: Mm. I think it's just what you said after... Um... Andrew and I knew each other in college, Mm -hmm. but when we dated and got married, he was at least a local elected official. Mm -hmm. So even then I could see how different his world was, Mm -hmm. even, you know, in a place like Tallahassee, that's not a big city. I see the difference. I see how people treat you sometimes Mm -hmm. sincerely, you know, very um, admirably, excuse me, um, of this young man, you know, youngest ever elected to office in Tallahassee. Some people for what you can do for them, mm-hmm. uh, some coming out of the woodwork to attack when you're like, what What was that about? There, there was no there was no reason to attack there, um, but also realizing it's like you just said, Ralph Andrew's sincerity and authenticity for what he does. It goes way back. It's like Roy said, it goes back to our days at FAMU. Yeah, um, he, can you, we were, he can
1: trick you can you into walking, in the ex- heat when exactly. you weren't planning we, to go walking. But I might away. not be able to keep you because Subway... <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <air
4: conditioning. laughs> yeah,
1: you didn't yeah. say nothing about marching <laughs> back. You story. just said marching there. I marched you to <laughs> get <up>. get <laughs> there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Funny
4: story is that we were in SGA together and we actually bumped heads a lot mm-hmm. and didn't see eye to eye, but I could never say... That he didn't have the right intentions, even though I didn't necessarily agree with the way he wanted to get things done. She was
5: much more conservative. I was. She I thought we like should not be marching. Conservative. she Conservative.
4: I'm you, one of those. It's like let's go she in. She says when well, well, we get, when we
5: get there though, let's have
4: a meeting.
5: Like how long are we going to be there? You know and what? when did you make the decision? <laughs> I didn't say that for when we are going to leave. I
4: didn't, say that. Leave? You I didn't did. say that. When are we
5: going to make the decision for? And then what if we leave and we haven't but gotten?
4: I did want to know what we wanted. Absolutely, want me to march. We we spending the night in the capital. Ain't nobody got sleeping bags or toothbrushes. What is the end game? That's tell, all I want me, to I, know. Yeah,
5: what I wanted to deal with was the, the game right <laughs> okay. now, which is but, we are pissed off but at but what JG, you did, yep. yep. and there are consequences.
4: JG asked me, a yes. My bad, so I'm gonna get back <laughs> to it. <laughs> oh,
0: Andrew, I can't wait to meet <laughs> you in real life, bro. Cause when she, when she what's gonna happen is we are gonna meet. Our wives are gonna meet, and then both of us are gonna be oh, inconsequential. Well go to the way old, inconsequential. Because this, mm. the
4: outside world is so mm-hmm. tough. You know, you gotta have skin like an alligator is what we used to yes. say. Mm-hmm. You know, he used to tell me all the time, don't read the comments. And I'm I'm meaning that literally and figuratively. No doubt. People that have something bad to say online are off don't read the comments Uh and it was important for us especially when Andrew was running for governor that our home remained our home it was our safe space um so that he could physically feel the energy being different Mm -hmm. when he walked in the door our kids luckily were little we wanted to keep it safe for them like our home is our home yes and none of that outside stuff gets in here
0: you know, yes. uh, I hate I hate to make the comparison that I'm sure y'all have both heard before, but y'all very much remind me of Barry and Michelle uh, simply because no real talk. yo. You, people can say what they want to. But for the eight years that dude was in D.C., you did not know jack shit that was going on in that house. Right. There was no way to know it. They kept that whole thing together. Super tight. You they really still did.
1: don't know a lot now. That's why if I like answer it all. now whenever you see one of the daughters at a concert smoking and kissing somebody. They be like, Ooh. Ooh. Like, that's all you got on them. Oh, you
0: know Barry him. wrote her yeah. that joint. Barry gave her that joint. You go on <laughs> them. No right. The We're We're on let's out. go to the break.
4: Let's go no, to the break. Let's go to the break. That's that let's... is admirable. That both of them, though, you could always tell, but President, First Lady, or not, their mm-hmm. family came first. Absolutely. Always. Yeah. And it's always. evident
2: with the two of you. So that's why I no asked doubt. that Thank question, you. and I, I wanted to make agree. sure people understood that you need that level of support and understanding because no one is perfect.
5: Talk about it, JG. No one is perfect. And it is an unreasonable standard to keep ourselves. I always, you know, I I would tell you for everything we have been through, what I've personally been through, the now, you know, being in recovery, you know, from alcohol and, um, you know, being in therapy Mm -hmm. for the first time in my life, it's become very, very clear to me that most of what people have to say to you and about you is reflective of their own mm-hmm. trauma and their own thing their own shit yeah. say that again yeah. bro so instead of having yeah. to deal with this stuff they projected that's right everything onto yeah. you and you're like you don't know me you don't know me. me to be that passionate about how you feel about me yeah.
4: right. you,
5: you clearly are representing how you feel about something else going on in your life you ought to get to that
4: Hurt Mm. people, hurt people. And I don't mean that in
5: a in a a a reductionist way. Is it really something to say that if we all spent more time on working on our best selves, what Mm -hmm. is in our pleasure? I mean, I love this saying. Jay says, often, um, and it really resonates with me. The first thing you need to know about me is that I'm not you, and the rest will make sense.
2: So, like So Put that on a shirt, bro. I'm That's telling you what right I told her. Let me put market that, that right there. But it's, it's really, really
5: true. So I, I just, I hate that I learned so much later in life about coming into my own mm-hmm. happiness, joy, and pleasure. Ooh. So much time was spent outwardly about, okay, how do we make this better for all of us? And yeah. then maybe it heals a part of me internally. And it, maybe it worked the way God wanted it to. Mm. But in reverse, I would have loved to have done the me work. But the truth is, is That's- that we're all on the me work, probably mm. for the rest of our lives. Mm. Absolutely.
1: Talk about it. After the break, the homie Narado, a.k.a. Rob for short, is going to give us a couple of things to break the ice with coworkers of the opposite race. And then we're going to come back to Scam of the Week, man. We're going to take it home with the Dillums.
0: Yay! The
1: Dillums are on. Man. Honestly, y'all could just host the rest of this show. <laughs> of I y'all. still want my right. check. Let's make sure we're clear <laughs> right. right. about this.
2: Check, those. Jackal check. Check. Jackal wants yeah. check,
4: I love it.
1: Job fair. Back in it. RJ and Andrew Gillum standing by for Scam of the Week. But since they're native Floridians, you know, it's it's nice to just kick back in do it for Florida this week and to help us give you some Florida stories to break the ice. As always, this gentleman, he is a pleasure to bring on this program. Walks around barefoot so he can be in tune with the earth and feel the chakras or whatever the fuck that shit is. And if you're ever in central Tennessee or somewhere up and down the I-65 corridor, ladies, if you go outside and Put an empty bottle of Southern Comfort up a flagpole. He will appear. His mama named him Narado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, welcome. What's up? What's aboard going down? Uh, I appreciate you uh, let, getting the word out about my bat signal. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, Rod, before we get into uh, breaking the ice. What say you to 14 year olds? The state of Wisconsin is rumored to be lowering the child labor law age to 14 and allowing employers to let 14-year-olds work as
3: late as 11 o'clock p.m. That is outrageous. This is a perfect example of them just trying to let you know. They're doing this in the face of adults not putting up with their bullshit anymore. So this Mm -hmm. is a clear-cut example of them. Like, who can we take advantage of now? How about 14-year-olds? Yeah. Yeah. Like we went through this before mm-hmm. fucking Reconstruction after the Civil War. We're supposed to be done with child labor law shit. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, remember back in the day, them kids was like thirteen working in the rail yard and coming home like, like one straight up, Like yeah, ten years, years I was old caught between working the the on a fucking Got nubs
3: on their
0: hands. Get married stuff, and They and might shit. lose a finger or a hand because they want to pay attention. But, but my remember.
1: counter to this though, Rod, my counter to this though is that in the homes where a 14-year-old has decided that this is, yo, I need to work. I need to, they have chosen to make money. Are we taking, are we saying that 14-year-olds are too stupid to realize that, nah, dog, you just need to stay at the house and kick it. When there's some households that need that little extra couple dollars. That's that's not supposed to
3: be a child's place. I think Uh, that goes, that, that speaks more to a problem with the fact that you have to get a license to have a car, but as long as you can fuck, you can have a baby. Mm. Uh, we need to we need to do something about uh, the requirements for being a parent because a fourteen year old oh. should not need to work to help make ends meet. That's not that's not his or her problem. That's not the child's problem. That's their parents' problem.
2: Again, I'm in a total agreement with you not to put a fourteen year old out there. That's a socioeconomic economic issue. It's a whole big problem, but I just don't see fourteen.
3: It's outrageous. Like, yeah, like people don't. are like, "Can I get three more dollars an hour?" Like, how about you bring your underage child in here and let them stay to almost midnight? Like, that's that's a horrible negotiating tactic.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and fourteen-year-olds don't know how to defend themselves. They don't know what to say yes to. They don't know what to say no to. Yeah, they're not ready bad for that, situation. man.
1: That's the bigger issue. The bigger issue is that you're dropping 14 year olds into an environment that's very hostile. I don't know if you've seen these fast food spots, but you got to have hands. And that is true. Grown men coming <laughs> over the counter, fighting you over
3: a goddamn baconator. Uh, now, if you ain't got man, hands, that's
1: exactly, true. we got the age to uh, the
3: conceal and carry the fourteen, also because uh, mm. yeah, it's rough out here right
1: now. <laughs> All right, Rod, let's give the people some shit to uh, break the ice. Which with the which one is this?
3: Let's let's keep it Florida, man. We got guests from Florida, <laughs> white people. Mm. What you want to be talking to your black coworkers about if we're keeping it Florida is. Rapper Kodak Black recently put out a video uh, where he defended his actions at a party recently where he was dancing with his mom and kissing her in the mouth and gripping on her ass like she was a stripper. His mama. His mama? Yeah.
2: You're kidding, right?
3: This was was Tom Brady kissing his (laughs) two-year-old son on the mouth to the uh, team power. Uh, a lot of people naturally had a big problem with what was going on in that video. How
1: did how did he, how did he touch your ass? You ever he been like drunk at like a club like with a girl
3: you meat? knew you was gonna fuck that night? No. Like that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was gripping and smacking <laughs> over and over wow. again. And attempting to kiss her in the mouth. It was very uncomfortable. Oh.
1: <laughs> Down South Georgia girl awesome. need to find us a statement on this real quick. It I didn't know make he it any said something about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's what did he cold. say? He got that.
3: Yeah. Kodak Black says, I love the shit out of my mama. We've been through a lot of shit. My mama was my mama and my okay. daddy, bro. So my daddy left the nigga when we was okay. young. My mama, dog it was broken shit. My mama stood up. A nigga be in the streets okay. every day. She could lose Nothing a nigga. So when I see my mama, okay. I adore her. Cool. I'll kiss her feet, homie. Uh-huh. What you talking about? And it's like, fuck a nigga, boy. Some okay. of you niggas don't even holler at your mama. Weird. Some of you niggas don't even call your mama, homie. Some of you niggas don't spend time with y'all mama, homie. But at the okay. same time, it's on some shit like, how you expect to love a bitch if you don't love your old girl? So, nigga, that's my old girl. What the fuck? She ain't tripping. Uh, then I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. End quote.
0: But then he grip his mama's ass like it was all like, like it was about to run away? Like he no. didn't grab his mama like he was just come here, mama. He grabbed her ass like it was about to drop from her thighs and run the fuck away. Like, I don't-
1: like I'm almost like Jacqueline now when we talk about like weird like dead body <laughs> stuff. Like bears. this is this is uncomfortable. I
3: don't
1: know. Dog, he's
0: yeah. trying to kiss his mama with a Newport in his hand. I ain't even making this up. Like, this, yeah. that boy got a full-blown Newport in his hand trying it's to kiss his wild It's a wild they ain't about that. Like they I said, his explanation don't
3: make it no better. Talking about you adore her, and you will kiss her feet, and nah. you ain't gonna be to love a woman properly unless you love your moms the right way. And it's just like, yeah, I ain't about to uh, try to finger my moms in order to learn how to be with no girls. <laughs> That's a love match. Yeah.
0: I, I get his theory. Like, you know, if you can't love your mama, then you can't love another woman. I, I, in theory, in all the nice <laughs> ways, I get that. But in the video, okay. this is how but you love I'm your mama right here. Like, closer. just wow.
2: For a second or two, he was really playing, but then I guess something else kind of got into him, but he was playing in the beginning. I don't know. All right, Mm. let's flip
3: it up, Brian. Let's flip the script. Black people, Uh, what you want to be talking to white people about as it relates to Florida is two of their favorite things, dogs and guns. Recently had a, a a woman who breeds dogs in West Park, Florida, had uh, three teenagers come over to the house where she keeps the dogs, checking out a couple puppies worth a reported $4,000 a piece. What? And that's when the kids decided that's a little bit out of their price range. They were more freaking $3.99. And they up pistols and took off with the puppies. Mm. Oh. And this woman kicked out of her front door with her own semi-automatic and started bucking back and they got into a full blown shootout in front of her house over those dogs. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. dogs, it's money. That's livestock. That's bread. Mm. They basically took twelve thousand dollars. Like if you think car. about how she looked it's three puppies, that's yeah. twelve thousand dollars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. her house. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They've mm. arrested two of the kids, but they haven't recovered the dogs yet. Where are the dogs? But she's not facing any charges because she was defending her wow. home.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. the your ground in a in a in clear sense. I would think somebody trying to steal twelve grand from you, you allowed to shoot at them from your porch. Okay.
1: Was she not concerned with hitting uh, the though I guess though? At, that's at the, at only the point
3: where it's like you know. These people could have killed me, and I wouldn't be here to enjoy the twelve Gs from those puppies. Or they're gonna get away forever with these with these dogs, and so I'm never gonna get them back anyway. Fuck it. If, they, <laughs> they, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> they, the words did of <laughs> they did to me. They did to me. No. <laughs> Damn, these dogs, you just about? put a gun in my face in my house. I do give a fuck about them dogs no more. <laughs> you gotta die. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Everybody gotta go.
2: I have a question oh, and this has nothing to do with anything. It's such a sidebar. So Rod just went to a wedding and he was in the wedding and I asked him a question about that wedding and he didn't answer it. So I'm going to ask you now in front of everyone. Did you
3: sleep with one of those girls at this wedding? Uh, I America? (laughs) 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 I don't think you understand me. me. Mm. I did not have (laughs) sexual relations with those bridesmaids. Let him know, Everybody Rod. Everybody knows I've been know. celibate since two thousand nine. Come on, man. man. Yeah.
1: Top of the year, we are gonna work on that <laughs> Rod's relationship fair. I mean, Some oh. sort of like we like we gotta have something. <laughs> Just oh. random people calling, asking Rod for advice. Oh shit! I'm all for it. That would be. Smart. In the meantime, his podcast is Uncle Rod's Story Corner. And, Get that wherever you can. Um, yeah. Rod, as always, thank you, good sir. Appreciate you representing for Florida. We we're just trying to do something special for our I guess. It's a
3: good deal, man. Bless up. Love day. you,
1: Florida.
2: Bye, Rod.
1: Scam of the week time. Thank uh, you, as always, Rod. Um, giving us some Florida stories mm. that you can break the ice with cool. coworkers in the opposite mm. race. We've been keeping it Florida this whole show.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so- all right,
0: all right, all right.
1: Whatever. Look, when you get all DMV, when guests come on here from the DMV, do yes. I interrupt y'all bonding?
0: Mm-mm. I was not disrespecting we you. Don't... I said, all right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm stepping away. I know what that means. I, I'm, I Your no... volume. Your I volume got, got... mom, was a little...
1: Nigga, I got well... a deep voice.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I Ain't <don't... laughs> you aggressive? Right, I'm I'm married to a Jersey woman and I got a deep voice. I'm a little aggressive. See, you understand, there you go. uh, But I admit no no disrespect at all. The
1: podcast is three days a week. It's called Real Talk with Andrew Gillum. Uh, He's joined with us with his wife, RJ. The scam of the week is where, this is the part of the show we reserve to just discuss anything you've seen Shady done on any job or anything from back in the day in your early days, pre-fam you even. You know, if it's the... Working at the Wendy's, I had a buddy that worked at Wendy's in Tallahassee. Tim Wendy's, and the code was when he was working the drive-through, mm-hmm. order a junior bacon mustard only, and he knew that was the code to pack the bag. Okay, and he would ring you up for a junior bacon mustard only, and you would leave with three bags. And you know Wendy's—that's the heavy burgers, mm-hmm. that's them weighty. Yeah, yeah,
0: those I remember. Square Joes. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you got dorms? a you got a two hand a Wendy's bag? Did the bag he give you from Wendy's? You had the two hand that bitch. Yeah. going back into the dorm.
5: I mean, I, so Wendy's, do you touch my heart briefly? I did. I did Wendy's for a week, and it didn't work out. I wasn't fired. I actually removed myself. Uh, oh, so you quit. I, yeah, I'm well, right you here. know, this isn't gonna work out for us. This wasn't what I thought.
1: Did you walk off, just no call, no show, or did you like no, no, formally- no. I, told, said, I told the guy, I had enough respect. I mean, yeah, I yeah. You're such told a him. dignified man. Even
5: at a young no, age, that is impressive, I'm not. bro. I went, I, went to, I went to work for a hardware store in this particular city, mm-hmm. and, I realized that it's a very good white lady who had it, who who hired me. And she was married to, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, a good white guy. <laughs> I know,
2: and right? I know. <laughs> I,
5: and And about week two on the job, I realized that the manager who was over the wood section, who was this black uh-huh. dude and the good white lady who hired me were in a situation oh. I was,
1: oh. that I ran up on. <laughs> and uh just back there in the light department. Realized I had mm-hmm. ran up
5: on it, then my duties really kind of changed. I wasn't as responsible oh. for restocking the nails because uh-huh. <laughs> the nails were the worst. Y'all, I had no idea there were so many variety of nails um that you could buy. And when people came and asked me (laughs) where certain things were in the store, you know, I just kind of make it up and, uh, or get out of Dodge. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, that's not my section. You know, if you whatever, but I really was supposed to know where things were in the store and that kind of thing. But that lasted a good year and a half where I got paid. And
4: you didn't have to do any work because you had secrets.
5: you know, stuff started to become revealed and I had to get out of there. Mm. So, but that was about Mm. good into my senior year.
1: You're a respectable brother. So like, this is a question that I don't even know if you want to answer, but I got to push you on this one. Uh, After you caught them in the act, did they keep going after you left? Oh yeah.
2: Oh yes! Florida! Oh yeah!
5: Florida! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it wasn't just one time that I, I observed it, and I wasn't-
1: What? Know, just, wait a minute, what? I, Some folks get into it that shit, Ralph, because it's places. dangerous, sex at work, where, come on, fuck me right now on top of the lumber. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's that type hey, of shit. Hey, I told right?
5: you, the man was an expert at wood. She was really <laughs> to <laughs> <layin'> <laughs> She, yeah, you <know>, just worked <laughs> out, <laughs> out <laughs> that way. Not an expert at wood, shawty. Not an excellent Man. word. So I guess I was actually part of the scandal because I leveraged knowing I didn't ever, of course, threaten. I never gotten it. Yeah, that you situation. never blackmail. A, no,
1: you ain't part of it.
5: You're not part of it. It's a bit of an understanding.
1: Mm. 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 The podcast mm. is real talk <laughs> with Andrew Gillum Monday.
0: That, that might be the best close
5: we've ever had. Right there. That
1: was Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. And fries. hundred
5: percent true. By
1: the way, I didn't make it up. So
2: expert in wood. I can't. <laughs>
5: Roy, that was for you, brother. That was for you.
1: Andrew and R.J. Gillum. When I tell you I love you and I'm happy, we love you for everything that you we all are y'all. doing. We
2: love y'all. That's what's up. Uh,
1: whenever, whenever you want me on your podcast, mm-hmm. man, I'm well, happy to come I on. I won't even, I won't even cuss. I'll, I'll come oh, over there and you're be appropriate. To. <laughs> i will be appropriate. This podcast nope. is a gamut of things that like we just. We'll have a veteran on. We'll talk about military PTSD, and then it'll be two people from OnlyFans. You don't know right. what you're getting. And then
4: a pastor. Yeah. A pastor. I would well, like no. to say that it's re- a diverse podcast. Thanks. You all. Are- okay, yeah.
1: It's real. Employment is okay. diverse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Employment is diverse. Exactly. It's real. I
0: feel, I feel like whether you are uh, selling used panties or or you are uh, you out there working the street for the postal <laughs> office. We do a very good job of being very respectful we in our interviews.
2: RJ, someone offered me a thousand dollars for I my undergarments. It. So yeah. Heard, okay. I'm just like I
4: heard I want y'all to take a camera when you go visit the luggage store. I didn't know mm, about this.
1: Scottsboro, it was in, yeah,
4: Alabama. in Alabama. Yeah. Where is
1: it? In Scottsboro, Alabama. It's Scottsboro. about an hour. Come with us. It's about an hour east of Huntsville. I would
4: love okay. to. Let me know yeah. when you're coming. I'm with come us. Seriously, yeah. I'm down. Okay.
1: Love it. Well, thank you all so much for coming so on. Sweet. Thank you all for rocking thank with you us for us. The whole episode, man. It's supposed to happen, man. But uh, it's what well, it's, it's My bad, bad. my bad. Yeah. When it's a vibe, it's a vibe.
5: Nah, so, kids are starving, so we're gonna feed them. But, <laughs> yeah. That's why they make it all that ratcheting noise. Kids are resilient. They'll be fine. Kids yeah. are resilient. They're that's resilient. That's what they say every time when I used to drop them. I'd say, <laughs> kids, they say. I know I didn't
0: drop they, them. They, but they do bounce. They do, they do. They do well, bounce. Well, you know, they or for sure. Well. Well.
5: What? What? How old is y'all, kids, man? We got twin seven-year-olds,
1: and a four-year-old. Oh, nice. Almost old enough to work till 11 o'clock at night with these new child labor laws in Wisconsin. 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 All right. Well, I'll see your kids at Wendy's, and they better make sure my bag heavy. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all so much, man. Thank y'all, man. Y'all have a good
0: one.
1: All
5: right. Yeah,
1: man. Boys Job Fair is a product of iHeartMedia Comedy Central, and... South Park, and Princeton Productions. Now, do you like RJ Gillum, J.J.? Oh
2: my gosh, I liked her already, but now she is a close friend. She is from my hometown.
0: They both started talking about the band catching drive-bys, and I was in shock at that moment. I was like, wait a minute, what?
2: The truth is, we went to rival high schools, so it was the shooters from our school shooting at them. It's so (laughs) true. (laughs) JG
1: know the shooters. Is that why you're in the guns, Jacqueline? Hey,
2: you better learn.
1: Jacqueline, fast. Jacqueline mm. went to the Lean On Me High School, Ralph. Right.
2: Seriously, our high school was on CNN for a brawl that happened at a basketball game.
1: Maybe third next time we'll invite some of your friends from Warhouse.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can. What are you making that face? My boys was a little wild. I didn't go to Morehouse House you could like pledge and everything. Everybody I went to school with pledged frequently. I mean, most of our stories ain't suitable. Uh, yes, yeah, so... most of them ain't suitable. But but they're very good people and they're upstanding lawyers and judges and <laughs> important shit now. So
1: that's a different podcast. Oh, you've
2: been to one of, those? Roy's, Roy's, Roy's one of fair. them? Did you go to Been Roy's to one of them? Been to Roy's
1: one of them? Fair.
0: I went to three of them. That's what are you I'm talking
2: talk about? about. I've never I
1: been a one time freak. I tried to go to Freak Meek, my car broke down in Talladega. See. I couldn't get there. So I had to go. Mm. That was mm. God telling me. Mm. Nope. <laughs> Don't do it. Mm. Ciao, mm. we back next week. This has been a Comedy Central
0: podcast.